perspective, experience, and a sense of humor. If you don't get it, listen closer. Gil Whiteley says things you need to think about. If you're wondering if he just said that, he did. Whiteley so. Mile High Sports. Hello and welcome to Whiteley back uh, on a sad day. Uh, Russell passed away, one of the great human beings, uh, sporting figures, uh, men. Uh, of all time, uh, and a guy that knew Bill Russell, I'm sure, very well. Dan Issel joined us. Dan Issel, uh, all NBA. Uh, in fact, uh, your your professional numbers are are incredible. But you basically average a double double for your career, Dan. Uh, and uh, it's great having you on. Thanks so much for taking time. The great Dan Issel. Hi, Dan. Hi, Gil. How are you? Glad glad to join you. Yeah, well, you know, uh, sometimes when this kind of thing comes up, and it comes up more than it should anymore because of our age, Dan, you know, uh, this show uh, had friends. I mean, Dan Reeves was a friend on this show all the time. Jim Fossil was on this show. Uh, you know, I, we just continue to lose people uh, that are greats and Hall of Famers and uh, that, that that come out here. And, uh, I mean, there's that... It's, it's almost impossible to, set, to tell what, in fact, uh, the like, because you and I are basically the same age. We were both born in 48. We had coaches that would tell us not to do things when we were young. We, if we made a pass behind our back, they'd pull us out of the game and say, what are you doing? I mean, <laughs> you, remember, you remember that? I mean, you know, that, you know, even though that was a simple thing. And on the playground, we did it all the time. If we did it in a game with officials, oh, my God. Uh, you know, when, when uh, Bill Russell was in high school, his coach admonished him if he would leave his feet. He, this guy would say, a good defensive player never leaves his feet. And so he really, <laughs> he really wasn't much of a high school player. He only got a scholarship to USF because he was 6'10", 6'9". And, uh, and, he, and he said, yeah, I forgot about that. He says, I started leaving my feet because of the likes of Elgin Baylor, who was the same age as he was. Uh, the game changed. It changed across the board. Uh, you know, at, uh, at that, from 1955 on, you know, we grew up at, the, at that part in, you know, the, in, you know, in playing junior high and high school in the mid-60s. Uh, and you moved on, went to Kentucky, played for the great eight offer up. Uh, uh, who sometimes gets a bad rap, but one of the great coaches of all time. Yeah, there's no no question about that. And and going back to Bill, it's a good thing he started to leave his feet. I don't think he would. <laughs> I don't think no. he would have had the career that he had if he uh, if he had remained on the floor. But when you look back, Gil, and uh, and I think um, Adam Silver uh, said it the best. He called Bill the the Babe Ruth of of the NBA. And what what he was able to accomplish in the game of basketball is just spectacular. Winning, uh, I mean, who would have thought the San Francisco Dons would win back-to-back NCAA championships, and then to win uh, eleven NBA championships with Boston and, and a gold medal uh, thrown in uh, on top of it. Uh, what what he was able to do in the game of basketball, and he didn't do it a lot by scoring. It was it was all defense and rebounding, and he had some some great teammates. But uh, 
you know, you talk about the ultimate winner. That was that was Bill Russell. Well, you won 11 championships in 13 years. My question is, what the hell happened in those other two years? <laughs> <laughs> actually, one of them went late in, the, late in the 50s. He actually sprained an ankle against uh, uh, and and in game three, or he'd have probably won 12 out of 13. Yeah, yeah, and of course, the you know his his big nemesis and uh, and and competitor at the time was was Wilt Chamberlain, and uh, I, I guess when when people compared Wilt to Bill, uh, they always they always said, well, you know, Chamberlain's the better player. But it was it was always Russell who won the championships. Uh, yeah, Wilt, Taylor, Wilt. Yeah, exactly right. Because Chamberlain won the battle and uh, and and uh, Russell won the war. Exactly. Yep. Yep. I don't think Wilt won a championship till he got to the Lakers late in his career. Well, he won one early. Uh, uh, he won in '73 with the Lakers, and he won one early. I believe it was with Philadelphia in like uh, in in '63. I believe something some, okay. right there. snuck one in there. Uh, yeah. yeah. But uh, uh, you know, you just got to look at that. I had I had Chris Marler who said, by the way, to say hi to you. Just he was just on. Chris, a great basketball historian, and I consider myself a basketball historian. And this, when this happened, I said, well. I really got to talk to Dan Issel, one of the great players who ever came through this town or any other town. Uh, you ended up in the ABA uh, with the Kentucky Colonels. Uh, did you go there because you went to Kentucky? Were you kind of, rather than go to the NBA, were you, did, did, did you kind of get cocked into staying in Kentucky? Yeah, for, for sure, Gil. I, uh, uh, Cliff Hagan, who was uh, the Hall of Famer, played at, at Kentucky, was actually a player great coach. Great little hook. He had a great yeah. hook. Yeah, yeah. He was the player coach for the Dallas Chaparrales, which uh, a couple of years later would move to San Antonio and become the Spurs. And, and Cliff called me up and said, uh, Dan, I want to let you know that the Dallas Chaparrales have your draft rights. And I said, well, Cliff, I really appreciate that. I said, but the, the only team I would consider playing for in the ABA would be the Kentucky Colonels, and miraculously, about two weeks later, the Colonels had my draft rights. But you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, the chance to just move 75 miles up the road and stay in Kentucky and and play with my dear friend Louis Dampier with the Colonels uh, that was that was very enticing. And uh, I think I made the right choice. That was the right place to well, go. And you won an NBA champ- ABA championship as well. Yep. Yep, we did. 1975, we had, uh, there were four future Hall of Famers involved with that franchise. Uh, Artis Gilmore was our center, uh, Louis Dampier, our, our shooting guard, uh, both in the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. And our coach was a guy by the name of Hubie Brown, who's also in the, wow. in the Hall. So uh, that, was, uh, that was a pretty special team and, uh, and, and, and a special time for sure. With Gilmore there, you were the four then. You were the power forward, huh? That's yeah, that's right. That's exactly. Because you kind of you kind of played you kind of played the four and the five throughout your whole career. Yeah, well, I uh, when I was with the Nuggets, I was listed as a center, but I, I guess I played more like a power forward than a center for sure. Uh, you uh, this is uh, this is. Uh, yesterday was a tough day for me. I just never. 
sometimes you just never think about people who pass away. You know, yeah. Bill Russell. Bill Russell has been out of the, 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 uh, out of the vernacular, out of the, out of the, the conversation, uh, much because he was like the greatest team player of all yeah. time, and I don't yeah. think there's any doubt about that. Uh, yeah. And yeah. and people now basketball is equated uh, with street credibility, and everybody <laughs> is re- 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 you know. Everybody that gets rated as all the goats and everything else are individual honor guys, not guys that that yeah. like Tim, Tim Duncan, uh, Nikola Jokic, who makes everybody around them better. Great team players. That was the consummate guy was Bill Russell. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And the last time I talked to Bill was uh, a couple of years ago uh, at the uh, at the uh, Naismith uh, induction ceremonies. And uh, I got a picture, and it's, uh, in fact, I looked it up uh, uh, last night. I've got a picture. Bill was uh, confined to a wheelchair, but uh, he's he's sitting down, and, and artists and I are, are standing behind him. And uh, really, uh, really a, a, a great uh, keepsake. Uh, but, uh, no, great, great team player. And you're right. You're right. It, uh, I think that's the biggest difference in the game today. It uh, you know we used to take pleasure out of kicking somebody's tail, and uh, it, it's gotten to be uh, for the most part, as you mentioned, there are special players, but for the most part, it's gotten to be an individual game anymore. You know, it's kind of funny. I, Chris Marlowe, being a kind of an historian as myself, I, I didn't want to have people on the show. You know, most of the radio talk show hosts and most of the people covering the NBA. Only know Bill Russell by name and by a few highlights they might have seen. They never saw him play. They have yeah. no idea. He he has never been in any of their conversations until today. Ever. Yeah. Now, now you're ab- you're absolutely right. I mean, when you look at in in the history of of professional team sports. There's only been two guys that have won 11 championships. Bill, of course, with the Celtics, and uh, Andre Richard, Rocket Richard, uh, uh, won 11 Stanley Cups, and uh, and that's the list. So that's 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 pretty impressive, uh, pretty impressive for sure. And of course, you know, you and I grew up with uh, there was one NBA game on uh, a year, yes. uh, excuse me, a week. It was usually on a Sunday afternoon. And because the Celtics were so good, it was the Celtics against whoever else was playing. They were playing that Sunday. So it was the Lakers we, if they could, but I remember yep. succinctly the battles between Chamberlain and Russell. Whenever that yep. was on a Sunday, man, we would never, we wouldn't leave the tube at all. No, no, that was uh, that was fun basketball and. Uh, like like I said earlier, Chamberlain would get his fifty, and, and the Celtics would win. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, which is the, you know pretty much the the the, the gist of it. Uh, it's kind of amazing what's going on now. We'll just hit quickly on the Nuggets that we got going on here, and what uh, what Nikola Jokic has done. And you know, if you're on one coast or the other, they have disdain for Jokic because. They only watch him in highlights. They've never sat there and watched him play three or four or five games in a short period of time. It's amazing what the guy does. I mean, there's just nothing yeah. he doesn't do. 
<laughs> no, you're you're right, and I I was actually surprised. I I thought that uh, you know because of, of of the East Coast and the West Coast media uh, bias, uh, I I didn't think he'd win that uh, that second uh, MVP no. award. Uh, I, I, what he, what he and Coach Malone were able to accomplish uh, this past season without the second and third best player on the team, not even seeing the floor basically for the whole year for them to have the kind of season they had. That's a real Testament to, to Mike's coaching and, and yes. to Nicola's playing. Well, I, I have said uh, several times in this off season, I, I have never looked forward more to a nugget season than this one. This is, I believe, uh, you know, uh, is the best Nuggets team to ever come uh, join the floor. This team, if they don't, if they don't have, and everybody will have injuries, right? I mean, that's just what the deal. But if they have no catastrophic injuries, even as they're set right now, this might be the best defensive team uh, it, it, uh, with uh, with Caldwell Pope coming in. Uh, this kid out of Kansas is really—he's going to do some stuff. Uh, the Christian Brown. Uh, but uh, it's across the board. This is not only the better defensive team; uh, they're going to have their scoring. They're going to their second team will be when they come in. They will win the the battle of the of the of the backups. Uh, and this is going to if without catastrophic injuries, uh, this team I believe uh, could win sixty games. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. If, if Jamal and, and Porter can come back and play like they were playing before they got hurt, I think they've got to, you know, the, the, a, a Nugget team has never been to the NBA Finals, been to, uh, been to the Western Conference Finals on several occasions, but never been to an NBA championship. And I think if those two guys come back and can play like they did before, I, I think they've got a great shot to, to represent the West. You retired just before that. Uh, the was it the '85 team with Kelvin Nat and all the uh, that, uh, that that was one of the best Nuggets teams. Uh, they ended up losing to, I believe, Houston in the in the in this uh, Western Finals. Yeah. No, I '85 uh, was my last year, and we uh, we got to the Western Conference Finals that year and and lost. Uh, to a pretty decent Laker team with Kareem and Magic and Worthy and Michael Cooper and that and that bunch. But uh, yeah, I, I think the the one you're referring to might have been a year or two later. Okay, all right. Uh, yeah, there, uh, you know, it's just been a. It, I'm so glad that you an, you answered my, the phone for me last night, or actually re answered a text. Uh, because uh, I didn't want to leave this go by. And uh, one of the great players, one of the great legends, I mean, a guy that has lived, he lives up to his legend. Not everybody does. Yeah, you know? that's, that's for sure. That's does, our for friend, sure. does our friend Woody Page live up to his legend? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, I. Uh, what, what's the uh, what's the uh, 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 around the horn? The show yeah. he's on on ESPN. If Woody isn't on it, I turn it off. I only yeah, watch. I, around, I only watch around the horn when Woody's on. Another guy who lives up to his legend, uh, and I always like making sure I keep his name out there. Uh, Chop, Chopper Travellini. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, I, I miss every time I see a picture or he comes up. I miss so much because Chopper literally lived over at Maxfield's 
over over in those days. And one of the one of the one of the really true legends of of his time as well. Un- it, uh, unbelievable. My uh, my best friend for uh, the time that I played in Denver, and uh, his his name came up over uh, over the weekend. I was in. Uh, Atlantic City uh, doing a uh, card signing show and flew in and out of Philadelphia and uh, we uh, I I rode back Alex English was there and I rode back to the airport uh, with Alex on uh, on Friday and uh, the whole way is about an hour and a half ride and the whole way we talked about Alex or about the chopper being from you know right across the river from Philadelphia and told a lot of old chopper stories he was the best just for those of you know that uh chopper travelini we're talking about is not a player he, he was the trainer he was the guy who <laughs> taped the ankles he was the guy who invented flexol or whatever that was i'm not even going to talk about that and <laughs> and how many how many trainers do they actually name the street that the arena is on chopper yep. circle is named Chop, after a former trainer yeah yeah now he was he was the best as you know Gil there was there's never been another one like him no no I love one only people and he's certainly one of those Dan yeah. Issel, thank you so much all right Gil I appreciate it have a good day Dan is one of the all-time NBA ABA slash greats the condo.